What do you, let me ask you this question. This one was not in there, but um, what do you think of uh, what's going on now and uh, today, and what do you think God's kind of doing through it? Well, I think that it's crazy, obviously. I mean, this is something that we've never, in my lifetime, we haven't seen. I mean, we went through, I went through, I don't know if you did, <laughs> uh, 9-11, right? And that was pretty crazy for, like, my lifetime, and that started war and all of this stuff. And I remember thinking as a kid, like, this is crazy. This is going to be the craziest thing I've ever seen. This is going to be in history books. And now, now it is, you know? And um, just to see this going on, like, this feels even crazier in a way, um, just how like the whole world just shut down, right? And so I think that for us as Christians, it's providing an incredible opportunity for us to share our faith, to share the gospel, and to be a light of hope, you know? And that's what the Bible calls us to be. That's what God's, God calls us to be, right? And we're supposed to be set up on a hill, so that means that we're supposed to be different, right? And so we're supposed to be like, I always just imagine, like, um, I don't know, in Placerville, they have that light at the airport that is constantly going in a circle, right? And when I drive up the hill at night coming home, I can see it, and I always think, like, that's how we're supposed to be, right? We're supposed to be, like, this beckoning light that people see, and they're drawn to, and they're like, I know that this is the way to go because I've, I see her and the fruit in her life and all of that, right? And that stuff that we've been talking about with you guys is, like, the fruit of what your life is producing and your decisions and all of that and then the gifts of the spirit. And so I think that that's why God really placed that on our heart to share with you guys is to show you like and, and give you examples of how to be a light in this situation. Yeah, no, definitely. Like it is crazy to see what's going on in the world today. But um, exactly like you said, I think this is a great opportunity for Christians to be out there and sharing their light, especially in these dark times and what's going on. Like it's, um, it's crazy, but it's awesome to see what God can do. You know, it, there, there are no limits on God and what he can do. And I think so many times just because we see this dark situation and what we're in, we put limits on God, which puts limits on ourselves. And we hold back in these times, which is, which is false and hundred percent wrong. We need to be out there. Like Becca said, be a light on a hill, and so everyone sees it and is attracted to it, like moss to a flame. <laughs> Never used that in a sentence, but felt like that was a good idea right there. I don't. Looking back, it probably wasn't, but so. But this ties right into our next question. Yeah. How do you keep your faith in these hard times, and with everything that is going on in the world? So. At the beginning of this, I was like really struggling because I felt torn, right? I felt like I need to be aware of what's going on, politically aware, socially aware, everything that is happening, all the decisions that are being made, I need to be like watching it, keeping up on it. And, you know, it ties in kind of with my job. You know, we are in this business that was essential, but then they were putting all of these restrictions on us and all of these things were put in place that were supposed to protect us. And I felt myself constantly watching the news, pulling up articles, reading things. And I just felt like this check in my spirit, like, no, like your faith is in me. When you let these things in, when you watch these things, it's putting fear into your heart. 
and I haven't called you to be a woman of fear, right? And so for me, it was like, shut it off. Shut it off. Turn off the news. I stopped getting the notifications on my phone. I stopped all of that because I was like, this is like starting to control me, and that's not what's supposed to happen, you know? And and the Bible talks about not being conformed to the things of this world. And if I'm not supposed to be conformed to the things of this world, I can't be put in a place of fear. I can't put, be put in a place of restriction and all of this stuff. Not saying that you shouldn't obey the laws and that kind of thing. Obviously, we want to respect our government. But at the same time, like, I had to shut it off. And I had to get to a place where I realized in those moments, if I'm feeling fear, if I'm feeling anxiety, if I'm feeling these emotions... I need to go back to the word. I need to get in my prayer closet. You know, there were a couple of times where I was here at the church and I was just in my, in my little office, you know, praying for the students, praying for the city, for the nation, because it was just laid on my heart. And how do I keep my faith? Well, I go back to God, right? When you go, when you buy a blender and you need to know how to make something in it, you don't get the instructions for the toaster, you get the instructions for the blender. So if I need to know how to keep my faith in these moments, in these situations, I have to go back to my source. I have to go back to the creator and I have to go to God and ask him how to deal with this situation and that he would guide me and be present in every moment. And, you know, in school we were studying how to practice the presence of God. And I'm so grateful and so blessed to have had that opportunity because it really taught me for this moment, for this season, how to walk this out. Yeah, no, I think there's there's a lot there. Um, yeah, I, I think you're honest on is going back to the source, right? Um, I think when we get in these times, like, we slowly start to lose our faith and we start to slowly take a step away from the Word and what the Word of God says, and we and it distracts us with what's going on. We literally, we get distracted with what's going on. And... Um, yeah, just keep going back to the source. Like Becca said, like, um, in these hard times, I'm sorry, <laughs> my mind's running wild. But in these hard times, um, I do the same thing. I start getting distracted. My, my fo- I have ADHD. Like, I see a squirrel. I'll, I'll think of a story about this squirrel, right? What he went through in his life. That's how I, that's how I go. But I have to keep myself focused. I'm always checking myself, always being like, hey, like, wait, what does the word say? What does the word say to this? How, when you approach situations, I've noticed lately, approaching situations, am I approaching this in a loving manner? Am I loving on people and showing people the love of Christ? Or am I lashing out in this hard time because I'm frustrated with everything that's going on? So keep just keeping my faith, just keep, diving back into the word and on a daily and constant reminder. Um, like, yeah, like this is, this is what God, where God has me. This is the situation we're in. Um, and, uh, I think we're kind of, everyone's in this together. So. Awesome. So this one, I know it's been hard not having youth group and, you know, we haven't all been together and unfortunately, we can start to feel distant or disconnected, right? So, Elon, my question for you was, what do you do when you feel like you're getting distant from God? Um, mm, 
No, that's a good one. <laughs> what do I do when I feel like I'm getting distant from God? I think that kind of goes back to that first question, too, is I dive in. Um, but I keep reminding myself that God has never changed. Just where I'm at, um, where I'm at, the situations I'm going through have changed. God is, when I, when stuff, when things start to get tough, I look back, I look back in the word and realize the constant in my life is God. And I recenter myself around that. So no matter how far I feel like I'm getting, no matter if I, there's a, cause there's been seasons of my life where I'm like, dude, I, I've never been closer to God. I feel like, and there's been seasons where I'm like, dude, I don't even know if God's real anymore, but I keep going back to this place, this situation <laughs> I totally just jumped it. Anyways, um, I keep going back and I look and I'm like, God has been consistent my whole life. So I know I'm going through something. I'm dealing with something. And I keep going back to God with a, even like a stronger fire and a stronger passion, knowing that he is consistent and that he won't let me down. And so no matter how distant I feel, I'm going to keep going back to him. And the thing is with distance it's hard because you feel like there's a distance to walk five feet to someone doesn't is not as exhausting as walking five miles to someone because you feel like there's a distance. It's harder to do and perseverance through that is crucial. Keep going, keep pushing no matter how hard it is, how tough it is. And then also is surrounding yourself with people that you can talk to. If you don't surround yourself with people to talk to, be like, hey, I'm not feeling God right now. They may be at a height while you might be at a low, and you guys can help each other out. Help bringing each other back to where God is and keep diving into God and not let each other just kind of stray apart. So, Yeah, I watched this video today, and I loved what the girl was saying. And she had said that she watched it in a sermon. Um, that's me trying to properly cite where I got this idea from, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, she was saying like, if you go underwater and you take a deep breath in, you're doing everything right. You open up your lungs, everything. You're doing everything right that you would need to be doing to breathe, but we're not fish. So if you go underwater and you do everything that you're supposed to do to breathe, and you take a deep breath in, you're gonna drown. And that's because of your environment, right? If you did the same motion, taking a deep breath in outside of the water, you would survive because you're in the right environment. And that's something that has always struck me as like, I notice that when I feel distant from God, it's because of my environment. It's the people I'm hanging out with, it's the music I'm listening to, the things that I'm reading, the games that I'm playing, whatever it is, right? And like when I was younger, I got to this moment where I just felt distant from God and I went camping and I was in the woods and it felt like God woke me up at like 3 a.m. And it was like, I need to talk to you. And I was like, okay, God. So like the campfire from the night before was still going. So I get out of the tent and I grab my Bible and I start reading and I'm in Jeremiah and I get to Jeremiah 29, 13. And it's, Seek me and you'll find me when you seek me with your whole heart. And God just spoke to me in that moment, like, what are you putting in your heart that's not allowing you to search for me with your whole heart? And so it was like something, if, if you're not doing something with all that you have, 
you're giving part of yourself to something else, right? Like there's no, they talk about it in like the money makeover. If you don't let, if you don't tell every dollar where to go, your money is going to go somewhere where you don't want it to and all this stuff, right? And it's the same thing with like your heart. It's if you're not seeking God with all of your heart, that means that a part of your heart is seeking something else. And so I had to like constantly, I still to this day have to identify like, am I seeking God with all of my heart? If not, what is that part of my heart seeking after that's getting in the way? Yeah, no, that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's not really anything I say that, but it's you reflecting and spending time with God and actually diving deep and looking at yourself and self-reflection and letting God just open up things to you, show you things that you need to work on. And it's tough, it's hard, but I think for growth, it's crucial. So, um, but this, I feel like this kind of, we call that a segue. This kind of segues in. Um, how did you know what God was calling you to? Wow. <laughs> uh, this is a complex question. <laughs> um, I, at first I didn't. At first I didn't. I just knew like God was speaking to me and God was, he was telling me that I was made for more than what I was searching for. And it was a strange feeling, but I, no matter what I did, no matter how I would try to turn away from him or whatever, he always brought me back to him. And he always, you know, they say tugged on your heart, but it really truly is what it felt like. It always felt like in those minutes where I would be making like those bad decisions or trying to not answer the call of God, that God was literally like, no, like you're mine. This isn't what I created you for, that type of thing. And then leaders, you know, Sean and Dana spoken in my life for years. And thankfully, we had that relationship where they were able to. And through that, identifying, like, what are my gifts? What are my talents? And how does that fit into a calling? And um, as many of you know, I pursued, I pursued nursing out of high school. I was an intern in high school. I pursued nursing. I was in the medical field for 10 years before I really was like, okay, God, like, you have called me to greater, you know? And I had met these people at a summer camp. They were camp counselors with me. And this was like probably 2015, 2016-ish. I had met them and no, it was earlier than that. I don't know, it was like probably maybe 2012 now that I think about it. But they were telling me about this Bible school <laughs> that they went to. And they were like, you should join. And I was like, oh, like I'm going to school for nursing. And, you know, like I love caring for people and all that. It's going to be great. And they were like, you know, you should really think about it. And so when we got home from camp, I looked into the school and I literally like prayed. And I was like, okay, God, like this school is in the middle of Oakland. And like I've never been a city girl and I would not make it. So if you want this to happen, like you literally have to move mountains. You know, and I was like, if you want it to happen, bring them here. And then two years ago, I am asked to go to a dinner at the Austins. And I'm at this dinner, and these kids are there from one of the local new colleges. And I'm like, oh, what school is it? And they're like, oh, it's School of Urban Missions. And I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, we just moved here from Oakland to El Dorado Hills. And I was like, no way. This is the school that I looked up years ago. And it was just incredible. And I knew like, okay, 
I, I challenged God on that and he made it happen. And so I just, I, in like the matter of two weeks, I applied for the school, quit my job and I got counsel from pastor and pastor Sean and Dana. Like, it wasn't like I just made this like, oh, I'm going to change my entire life decision. No, like I sought God about it. I prayed, I got counsel. That's another thing. Like getting counsel and allowing those leaders to speak into your life. I mean, God will reveal it to you. How about you, Eli? How did you know what God was calling you to? Couldn't get to the mic quick enough. Um, <laughs> how did I know? Um, oh, boy. I don't even know. I just didn't really have any other game plans, and this is what popped up. So, you know, um, I'm just kidding. Totally, totally joking. Um, no, I uh, doing the internship program. Um, this is not what I wanted to be doing out of high school, um, but it's what I'm called to do. I can vouch for that because Eli told us to never put him behind a computer and never give him a mic. Here I am. I'm with a mic and a computer. <laughs> Praise God. Um, wow, I did say that. Anyways, <laughs> God's great. Um, but no, like seriously, like God is great because out of high school, did not want to do this. I was actually going to join the military and go away. Did not want to be here. Um, but due to circumstance situations, I think I've talked about so many times, um, God really just kind of gripped my heart and all I knew is I wanted to follow him. I didn't care where it brought me, where I was going to go. All I knew is I needed to follow God with my whole heart and it was going to be all right. And so that's exactly what I started doing. I kind of dove head first, man. Um, started working at the gym, and I, right after the internship, internship in and shot and said, hey, let's start. I heard you need a job. You start working at the gym. Start working at the gym. And then right after that, he's like, hey, do you want to commit to one year for internship? Twice a week, three days a week, four days a week. I said, yeah, sure, let's do it. Did that for two years on top of doing um, the school ministry here at the church. And ever since then, I knew kind of uh, when I started the internship that I had a call and that God wanted to use me. And so um, just searching and counseling and the whole, everything, um, I really just, I've, I really felt called to be a pastor and be pursuing that career. Even though growing up, my grandpa is a pastor and I've watched him struggle, but I've never watched him lose his faith in God and where he's at now and the places and the things that God has brought him to and through and the things that come for him are amazing. And so that even excites me more. So that is um, kind of where I knew um, I knew that God, as soon as God gripped my heart, I knew I was called. And ever since then, I just been going trying to get better every day so sometimes it doesn't feel like it but i'm trying <laughs> so um <laughs> oh man sorry i i don't like very somber moods um very um just kind of awkward situations like me telling my story is awkward so i love to lighten it up love to throw in jokes i'll make fun of myself all day long because <laughs> look at me you know, so um, next question, because that was awkward. So what is one experience um, when you knew that God is real? 
Man, there are so many. I mean, I think about nights like tonight where we're standing in worship and you just feel the presence of God fall in the room. And I know that many of you watching have experienced that. And that alone is enough for me to know that God is real. But then just like the caring in the little things, you know, and it's amazing how God shows us love. And let's see, one of them, I mean, I've shared my testimony with you guys last week a little bit about like my relationship being mended with my father. And that was incredible and huge. But then I look up, I look back at like my childhood and like situations where you're like, man, the outcome of my life should have been so much different, you know? And it's like, in those moments, you think like, God, where are you? You know, my parents are getting divorced. I'm eight years old. God, where are you? You know, and my family stopped going to church. You know, God, where are you? We, we're living in an RV outside of a fire station. God, where are you? You know, and you start to feel these things, and it's like, the sheer fact that we made it out of those things, I guess, would be like my testimony of like, God had his hand over my life the whole time. And things that happened, I mean, car accidents and stuff like that, it's just like, okay, like we made it out and maybe we shouldn't have, but God has a call on my life and a purpose for my life. And by his grace, I did, you know? And I think about every moment that I've spent at an altar where God changed me, but the night where like I knew this is no joke, and like God is very real. Um, it's my testimony of the, the night that I truly, truly got saved. And, you know, I had been a Christian growing up. I had been, you know, going from church to church as a teenager. But my senior year, I had like turned my back on God, started partying, doing things that I knew I shouldn't have been doing. And it came down to one night and I was camping with friends and I was unfortunately intoxicated and in that moment like anger hit me like I had never seen before and I had dealt with a dad who who was angry a lot and I always told myself like I will never be that man I will never turn into him like you could not make me mad enough to act the way that he acted right and then in that moment I just felt like God speak to me and like this is everything you said you didn't want to be what are you doing you know and I was just like I have to go back to my tent. I have to go, I have to go get on my face with God. Like that's really like where I was. And it felt like in a moment, like he sobered me up. I went back and I got on my hands and knees and in my tent and on my face and I'm crying and I'm crying out to God, you know? And it was just like, okay. And then fortunately through all of this, I had maintained a really healthy relationship with Sean and Dana through the gym. And they had always been like, you know, you should come back. We miss you. We love you. You're always welcome here. Our doors always open, all of that. And I felt comfortable enough in those situations to come back. And so I came back and we just started, you know, working on me, you know, and they guided me and helped me. And I knew like in that moment, I knew that God spoke to me and I knew that he was real. How about you? <laughs> um, I think I kind of shared mine. God just like literally showed up. I hit my face and was like, yeah, 
Like, there's nothing more real like we had today, like in the worship when God just shows up. And you're so overwhelmed with emotion and just so much going on. There, like, I was, I sat here and I started having tears in my eyes. I'm like, I don't even, I don't like this. Like, you know, but it's God's showing up in that place in that room and it's so overwhelming. Like, um, yeah, there's no way that you could ever take away the experiences that I've gone through and what I have been through and worked on with God and myself and tell me that God isn't real. Um, so I think it just comes down to that one moment when you meet God, like, and everything changes. And then from there, it, like, you just keep seeing him produce everything in your life. So um, we had a tech, we had a text, we had a, we had, mm, hmm? we had a question text in. I think, um, oh, let me know who you want to answer this. Um, it's good. It's, it's good. It says, uh, what do I do? When I start regretting decisions I've made, even if I know it's what God wanted, but the door I walked through wasn't what I expected it to be, what do I do if I start to wish I made the alternate choice? Wow. That's a good question. That's a great question. Can you leave that open so that we can mm -hmm. like reference it? That's mm -hmm. like a three-part question, and I don't want it to be unanswered. Um, what was the first part of the question? What do I do when I start to regret decisions I've made, even if I know it was God? It's what God wanted. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, that is like an amazing question because I think that a lot of us are afraid to admit that we face that. And so just like um, being self-aware enough to realize like this kind of sucks you're in this place of like I know that God called me to do this I know that I was supposed to be here but I don't want to be here right and I think there have been multiple times where I've had that happen to me where I just am like okay God like what are you teaching me through this right and like I'll tell you what it was like I was one semester I wasn't even one semester into Bible college right and I had this situation arise and I literally was like God you called me here and how did this explode in my face so quickly right and I was like oh my gosh and it, he just spoke to me and was like the enemy wants you to feel this shame the enemy wants you to feel this burden this fear this anxiety right and it was like are you going to be controlled by your emotions or are you going to recognize them and be led by me and I was like, okay, God, like, fine, I hear you, okay? And then Lori actually sang this song and shared it with us. Um, it's New Wine, I think is the name of the song. It's like, in the crushing and the pressing, Jesus, you're bringing new wine out of me. And I was like, on my face crying, right? Because I'm literally like, okay, this is exactly identifying like how I'm feeling. I'm in the crushing, I'm in the pressing. And Dana sent me this whole message on the crushing, and I think it's by T.D. Jakes, but don't quote me, I can look it up. And it was literally like, I just had to get to the point where like, I'm, I'm uncomfortable, I'm being pressed, I'm being squeezed, this hurts. I don't like the choice that I made, but I know that I made this choice for God, and I know that he 
is allowing me to walk through this situation and know like he's growing you and he's stretching you and you don't know how what you're going through right now and how you're feeling in this season is going to affect not only your future, but people in your future's future. <laughs> you know, like whether it's one day you're working in ministry and someone's going through what you're going through right now and you're able to edify and encourage them, like that's a huge part of why we have our testimonies, right? And I've talked about this before, but the story of our testimony this is something we learned at school. The story of our testimony is a prophetic voice of hope for others. And so, like, because Jesus did that in you, it gives them hope that he's doing that in them. And so um, that would be, like, my first answer is, like, know that if you're feeling pain, if you're feeling frustration, if you're feeling shame, all of those things, like, the enemy wants to wedge that in between you and God, and you cannot allow him to do that. You have to get up every day and say, like, God, I know that I made this decision because you told me to, because you guided me here, and I'm going to walk this out to get to the other side. Like, we aren't, the Bible says that we're going to face trials and tribulations. We're going to face uncomfortable situations, but we have to know that, like, God is still in us, right? He's within us. He's not next to us. He's not in front of us. He's in us, and we're in him, so just keep walking. <laughs> yeah, no, um, that's super good. I think you answered that awesomely, like be beautifully, awesomely. Um, I kind of wanted to hit the second part of the question. It says, but the door I walked through wasn't what I expected it to be. So, little heads up, God's going to do the unexpected. So when you walk through situations, when you go places, I can't tell how many times um, I said yes to God, but it wasn't what I expected. The way that God works is something that we will never be able to comprehend and ever be able to wrap our minds around. So when you put an expectation on a situation and how you think it's going to turn out and how you think that the whole situation should turn out. Like I thought I should have been in the military. I'm going to go do my thing after I was done. That did not happen. When God gets, don't ever put an expectation when you're following God. Don't ever do that. The, what I know and what I expect from God is I know he's going to get me through wherever he called me to. And I'm going to reach people, and he's going to be there no matter what. Those are the three things. Those are the only things. Besides that, every step I take every single day following God, um, I don't know what to expect, to be honest. Like, I don't know where my life's going to be in five years, ten years. I've seen people I've watched grow up in the ministry, and now they're overseas. And they're like, yeah, I'm never going to be in missions. Now they're overseas. You have no idea where God is going to take you. You just get to keep saying yes. And um, I think with that last part is, uh, um, what do I do if I start to wish I made the alternate choice? Um, honestly, um, ask God to shift your focus. Your focus, your when you're starting to wish and think about making the alternate choice, you're not giving 
that choice you made in the first place your full attention and that's may that may be what it needs um if you're looking back if we always look back man i wish i did this i wish i did this we miss everything that's coming and we may have passed something that we needed to do if you're moving forward you don't ever drive a car look in your rear view right you're always looking forward give that thing and wherever that door was open give that your full attention and um, I'll always say this, just keep following God and keep digging into God no matter what. So anything you wanted to? Yeah, I have two things that, you know, kind of came to my mind when you were speaking. The first one is um, reverting back to like the second point of that question where it's like, what if it's not what I expected? And I think about like, I don't know. I'm a girly girl and I love cheesy things and chick flicks and all that, right? So, like, everybody thinks it's super cute, like, oh, blindfold her, take her to this place and it'll be so cute, right? And I know that's weird, but whatever. If you knew where you were going, it would ruin the whole element of the surprise, right? It would ruin, like, all of the work that was put in, all of that. And so it's kind of like that with God. Like if we knew the end picture, but not only the end picture, how we were getting there, we wouldn't need faith, right? We wouldn't need, we wouldn't need God because it'd be like, this is where I'm going and this is how I'm getting there. So like, God, I actually don't need you. I don't need you to guide me because I know every footstep that I'm supposed to take. And it's like, when we put that expectation, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment or hurt or anything like that, really. And, you know, whether it's on a person or on an event, like, if you go into it like, God, I'm going to follow you and I understand that I might not like it and I understand that it might hurt and I understand that it might be a struggle, you're you're preparing yourself for that, right? And so the only constant thing and the only thing that you can know and you can be sure of and you can count on is the fact that he's not going to leave you. He's not going to call you to it and abandon you and leave you in the middle of it. He's going to guide you through it. So as long as you're staying connected with him, as long as you're going back to him and leaning into him, he's going to be guiding you. And that's where our faith, that's what our faith is for. The second thing is, I sound like I just sit around and watch videos all day, <laughs> but really like it's for school. <laughs> like we have to watch sermons online and stuff. And so I was watching um, this thing, it's called Mission Drift and it, it's a cool thing to study, I guess. But it talks about how, um, <laughs> it's basically like Mission Drift, okay, side note, Mission Drift is like when a business creates a business plan but then they start Follow, falling away from their business plan, maybe because of ties that investors have created and that kind of thing. Like you say yes to an investor, but on the pretense of you'll do this, and that has nothing to do with your mission. So that's like, you think about that with God, right? Like, what is your why with God? What's your why? Why are you serving God? Why are you answering God? Why are you stepping into this season and this situation? And if you stay focused on your why, you're going to make it and you're going to stay attached to that. But if you start focus, stop focusing on your why 
and start focusing on your how or your what, you're going to fall away from the ultimate goal because you're gonna be so focused on the steps that it takes to get there rather than why you need to get there. And so, you know, I think about that with God. If I'm so focused and I say, okay, God, you've called me to this, so I'm going to do this, this, and this, that takes God out of the picture. But if you're saying, God, I'm going to answer the call that you have on my life because you're going to use my testimony. You're going to, you know, you're, you're going to use me to serve others. You're going to help me to create leaders of the next generation. Whatever that why is, find your why and stick to that because that's really ultimately going to be what drives you and and don't forget like your focus is on God not the task marks yeah I know that's perfect um and speaking making leaders um we have a leader that we wanted to ask a couple questions to because I know some of you guys I know we got uh, quite a few kids coming from fifth grade and a sixth grade and um, it's going to be a little, a little different, but I, uh, yeah, it's not mine, so I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, um, there you go. And uh, so, I'm going to ask this young lady to come on up. Is it Miss, uh, Miss Cassie? I can never pronounce your name. Is it, is it Geesey? Yeah. Let's go. Got Yay, it. Yay, Cassie. Oh, uh, it should it should lower down. Honestly, thought you were shorter, <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so, um, real quick, you want to tell us who you are? I'm Cassie. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think we started with that. <laughs> cool, Cassie. <laughs> tell us. Okay, what high school did you go to? Mine high school. I'm sorry. I just feel like I had to <laughs> apologize that you went there, but I know. mean, yeah, I'm sorry that they created you to be successful for what you're doing in your life right now. That they yeah. helped train you up in the way. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, just um, like. it's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you go to school now? I go to Cal State Fullerton now. So I'm in college. All right. That's All awesome. Right. So, unfortunately, coronavirus brought. Cassie back to us, but uh, I think that that's a blessing. Everyone hates it, but all my friends are back, so <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> yes, coronavirus brought Cassie back early, but she's also here for the summer, so we thought that it would be fun to bring Cassie up and ask her some questions because she is kind of, has just gone through things that you guys are getting ready to face, so she might be able to, to shed the light on some subjects. Cool, Cass? Sounds good. All right. Can we do this? Let's do this. So. Mm. Hit her with the hard one. Hit her with the hard <laughs> one? Um, she well, can feel yeah, the pain. I was, <laughs> I was trying to find one um, that was not hard hidden, but oh, I'm Oh, do the last sorry. one first. Do the last one first? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. What is one piece of advice that you would give to kids in high school? I would just say, like, make some good friends. Um, stay close to God because that definitely helped me a lot all through high school. Just having that relationship with God and having 
Like, I went to youth group, and I went to Solid Rock for, I'm pretty sure, all of my years of high school. And it really helped me having that foundation and having those people around me just to encourage me and to be able to set my focus on God and to be able to rely on God during those years. Because those years are hard, so just having God with me for those years really helped. Awesome. And so, Cassie, how did you stick to your faith through high school? I guess just back to like going to Solid Rock, I had the people around me to kind of encourage me and to build me up. And so when times like when I strayed from my faith and when I stopped, like I didn't really believe as much about like who God is and what he can do in my life, then I just had the people around me to encourage me and to build that, to build me up during that. And just with my faith, like delving into the Bible and spending time with God on my own too, it really helped me just know that God was with me through every situation and everything that I was facing. And so just having those things with me, like having youth group and having good supportive people and just being able to know God like on a personal relationship too, it really helped me give me that faith that like I can get through high school, like it's gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, as a leader who got to work with Cassie, like I cannot tell you, A, like I've shared this with you, but I cannot tell you how proud I am of you. She has stepped out of her comfort zone in so many ways, on so many levels. And just to watch her allow herself to be used by God has been honestly like the most incredible thing as a leader. It's so humbling because it's like, man, she was doing things in high school that I didn't do until my 20s, you know? And like, I mean, you led your campus club, right? Yeah, I did. And how did that, like, affect you in high school? Like, how did you come to that decision? Well, I didn't the first few years. So <laughs> the first few years, I went to that campus club because it was just Cornerstone Christian Club. And so I went there for the first few years. And I never really thought that I'd actually end up leading it. And I didn't even think, you know, I'd be talking in front of people. <laughs> because I just, I don't like talking in front of people. It scares me. Yeah, I'm still up here. <laughs> but um, just, I didn't think that I'd end up leading the club and that I'd end up going that direction. But the more that I got to know God and the more that he used me and the more that I stepped out of faith and trusted him, he just led me in that direction and gave me that opportunity. And it was really great just being able to lead other people on my campus and give them that hope too. When you said yes, did it come out how you expected or no? No. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah. usually everyone's answer. Yeah, no. Doesn't turn out how you expected. Yeah, that um, turned out good. <laughs> we got a couple more questions. We're kind of running short on time. But uh, what challenges did you face because you stuck to your faith in high school? Well, it was really hard just, you know, a lot of people in high school, they have different views on everything. Um, following God, having faith in God, it was hard because it's like, I disagree with them on certain things, and so it's hard to make those friends and keep those friends that I don't believe in what they're doing, and I know that it's not going to benefit me or help me like with my walk with Christ. And so it was hard to like lose some friendships and make some really good solid friends that'll just help build me up and help walk in faith with me. And then, I don't know, just 
I faced, you know, high school's hard. You face a lot of challenges, but just having God throughout all of that, it's really helped, like, give me the strength to go through it and has really helped me, like, step out and be someone that I never really thought I'd be, which is really great, like, in a good way. <laughs> That's awesome. So you just transitioned from high school to college. And so as a Christian, how did that go? Like, what were maybe some challenges that you faced with that? And what are maybe some things that you felt God really show up in? Well, it was tough. Um, I don't like change. <laughs> I'm not sure. Some people like change, but I don't like change at all. And so that was just a big transition also because... You know, I'm used to having Solid Rock Faith Center, having, like, a group of people that I always lean on and rely on, and then transitioning to, like, a whole new area, like, totally different people. It was hard, and it was scary, and so it faced its own challenges with, like, trusting God, having faith in Him, and so, I don't know, it just helped me really show, like, helped me realize how much faith that I really have in God, because I stepped into this new environment, and I took the time to try to, like, be in His Word, and pray to him and just like build that relationship and keep that relationship with him even though I didn't like I didn't have a car down there so I didn't get to go to like church every week or stuff like that but I still tried to make the effort to keep that relationship with him even though I was facing that transition from high school to college I just had a question and it totally I lost it but I had the opportunity um, to come and visit Cassie on campus and stay the night and that was like a really cool experience because I think like as a youth leader and like just pouring into your guys' lives and we see you leave and like knowing she was going down to Southern California by herself and like who is she going to meet and like I know that she's strong but like it can be so hard not to be influenced by others and so you get this like we got to pray them up. We got to build them up, you know? And like, even while they're gone, we're praying for them because we're like, God, like we know that they can't deny what you did in their lives, but also like continue to do that kind of stuff and remind them to lean into you and check in on them and that kind of thing. And honestly, like watching her thrive there, like I watched her and like her relationship with her roommate and that kind of stuff. And just seeing like how she was the influence and she wasn't allowing herself to be influenced but she was being an influence on others. And I just thought that that was so incredible. And it's like, okay, like, yes, God, I love it. I love seeing her in this environment. And so like that really, really like touched and blessed my heart. But um, what kind of, this was the question that I, I lost sight of, and I'm gonna try and wrap this up. What kind of programs did you get involved in through your college that have helped with your relationship with Christ or helped you become a leader on your campus? Can you talk about some of that? Well, there, it was hard because there's a bunch of different groups, like different programs and stuff. And so it's hard trying to find like one that I felt I was being called to and one that I knew would really build me in the right direction of my faith. And so I found one for a bit and it was really good and it helped me build me up and me and my friends went, and it was really great. <laughs> and um, I don't know, I challenged, like, I definitely face a challenge when it comes to that. Um, but even if I don't, it kind of encourages me too, because even if I don't find that group, maybe I'll be interested in, like, starting one and just being able to be that light and find, like, a good group on campus that's able to do that. But yeah. <laughs> awesome, yeah. I just know that there are, like, 
college campuses that have things like there's a program called Crew or Chi Alpha and those kind of things. And so um, I would encourage you, like if you are graduating and going into a college, like find out what programs are there. And you know, we talked about how important it is to surround yourself with people now, right? You want to put yourself in the right environment, but especially when you leave and go to a college campus and you don't have your family and you don't have the friends you've had since third grade, you know, so find those people, get in the right environment, and that's going to be really helpful. So, yeah. I know definitely watching Cassie and watching her grow up and I'll say grow up, that sounds kind of weird, no, but watching you through all of high school and being able to go to the campus clubs and watching you, like, it was awesome what you did and, like, see where you're at now. I get all the notifications at 1 o'clock in the morning when she's on her Bible app, <laughs> Bible app. making all these all these scriptures. And honestly, I, I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I look at my phone, and I'm like, okay. It brings a smile on my face every time because it's like um, even at 1 o'clock in the morning, she is in her Bible, she is in her Word, and she's reading, and she's making posts, she's making inspirational stuff to keep going. And so, Cassie, you're awesome. I'm glad that you were able to, uh, I'm glad COVID happened. I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. It's okay, I'm glad to be back. <laughs> Yay! So, um, but uh, we just wanted to close this out. I just wanted to kind of pray for you guys and just say thank you for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Um, Youth, get a hold of myself, get a hold of Becca. My number is 530. This is not smart to do this on the internet. I'll, I'll leave it right there. You can hit me up on Facebook, all right? D-Lab Brazzle. <laughs> but you can hit me up there. Then we'll talk and go from there. Um, but anyways, yeah, hit up myself. Or Becca, we would love to get a hold of you. Or call the church office because their phone number is online. Um, but let's pray it out and uh, we'll end this. All right. God, I just thank you for tonight, God. I thank you for every single person that was watching or listening or wherever they're at, God. I pray right now that you bless them, God. That something that was said tonight, God, help them, bless them, change something in them, help them identify or see something that needs to change in themselves god and i pray right now that hearts were changed that lives were bettered by what was said here god and that the things that you put on our heart i thank you in jesus name amen amen hey amen we love you guys you got something no i'm saying we love you guys bye but hmm? i'm not sure hold on I already did that. Next week, guys, um, we would love to have you guys here. Live, in person. Live, in, in the person. sanctuary. <laughs> Not just live stream. We'd love to have you live in here. Maybe, <laughs> potentially, um, if you come a little early, we can hang out, maybe eat some food. Not going to guarantee anything, but we will social distance. <laughs> yes we're going to be social distancing and it's going to be hard not to like hug all of you and high five all of you but we do want to be respectful of everything that you know our leaders have told us mm -hmm. but they have given us the go ahead to go ahead and have youth and so we are super excited to see you guys please be here next week we can't wait to see you i can't wait to see you guys love you guys get a hold of us if you have any questions see you next week